Armstrong and Getty. The birthplace of talk radio. I hear all these idiots and fools and jackasses on radio. What an introduction that was. Holy God. My gosh. Nobody does it better. Kids, we don't want another incident here, okay? Yeah. It's such a bizarre world. I apologize for that. All right, go, go. I don't recall that. Okay, thank you. This is Ed McMahon. And now, he is Armstrong and Getty. Getty. From Studio C. C, Senior. You know what it is? Dimly lit room here on Little Friday, deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And today, everybody, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I need to point out it's uh, the first of Rocktober. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Are, are you ready to indeed rock? <sighs> our general manager this morning, James huh. Comey. Awesome. Poor fella, never mind Joe Biden, James Comey has the dementia. He has no memories. He can't remember anything that happened. Poor fella. Pump up that music, it's an information party. If you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door. Very strict standard. Information party. You know, yesterday was all debate, so we got all the stuff from yesterday and today to talk about. Because nothing else got talked about yesterday. Fantastic. Rock ba 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 not only that, but stuff keeps happening. And stuff keeps happening. So we got, uh, you know, today's fresh news, fresh caught news. Major airlines announcing they're uh, letting go of thousands and thousands of people. That was after Disney the day before announced thousands and thousands of people. Well, Oof. certain companies we may work with have made various announcements as well. Yeah. As but I... what's important is that Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats have... The issue on election day, the Republicans did nothing to help you, even though they're trying to negotiate something. Yeah, well, the, that you know, the politics of the thing are definitely interesting. But uh, there just there seem to be a lot of businesses, industries that are. Um, this has lasted longer than we thought it was going to. Oh yeah, and uh, we got to do something. Um, the the number out today, every Thursday, the number comes out of how many. Um, jobless claims there are and it's low 800,000s which is down a little but it's still historically just insanely high it's flattened for about five consecutive weeks i guess in the u.s i will tell you this we can't flatten in the eight to nine hundred thousand range oh no no since the previous record was six hundred thousand and that was an outlier no i was not expressing that as good news interestingly troublingly enough europe which really if we'd handled the COVID like Europe, we'd be much better off. Trump's an idiot, blah, blah, blah. Europe has had rising unemployment now for five consecutive months. It's still rising. Wow. Yeah. They're seeing a resurgence of the vid, the rest of it. Yeah, I know. I hope I'm wrong about this, too. But I, I, I don't feel like the, the big, powerful economic hit has even happened yet from this whole thing. Yeah, it depends. It it might be uh, ameliorated, made less bad by good policy. Uh, don't hold your breath. But yeah, there there absolutely are effects that are in their backstage right now. Giant economic effects, putting on their makeup and getting ready to step on stage. Yeah, and give us a good blasting. So my uh, my iPhone did what uh, it does now and then, where apparently it updated my uh, operating system. If you say no enough times, eventually it says, all right, Apple says, 
screw you while you're asleep. We're putting in the new operating system. Mm. Um, and it includes not answering your phone if you're driving. Because I didn't get the pre-show phone call today. And then when I got here, I looked at my phone and said, not receiving calls while you're, your calls and notifications will be silenced while you are driving. And thought, I never signed up for that. I don't want. Wait a minute. That's I, I, I figured out when I hate technology the most. I hate technology that's trying to anticipate and help me. I hate that. I'll ask for it if I need it. All right. Yeah. The whole hey, we got an idea. We're in fact, we're going to do this for you. I hate that. Urgh. Oh, that drives me crazy. But uh, what other wonders await? I wonder when I open my phone now. I don't well, know how to do this or do for that. For safety, yeah, we're keeping you safe. I hope you can turn that off. Can you turn that off? Surely you can turn that off. Why does my why do all of my cars have the capacity for me to talk to you hands free if it's if your phone's going to do that? I don't know. That's a very good question. Uh, anyway, let's introduce everybody in the squad to kick off the show. There's our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, pretty good. Uh, I did the final seating charts for uh, my wedding upcoming, and um, what I've done is I've did I get my own table like I requested. Yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, a little two top that I got you. Nice. But I want to sit next to someone who doesn't talk. No, I've separated the Can spouses. Can you sit me next to somebody who doesn't speak? <laughs> I've separated the spouses so that those that are in unhappy marriages can find somebody else. And so wow. we'll see how this works. Thinking of others. Yeah. Wow, that's nice. Yeah, it really something. is. That's generous. Yeah. Love is in the air, and you're thinking. Yeah. No, I, I kid. But we did. did, did. <laughs> <Do> oh. <you>? Oh. <laughs> Oh, no, I know. I had to fold there. You didn't separate couples. Oh, no, okay. No. <laughs> it was just a wacky bit. <laughs> How many days to your wedding now? Uh, ten. Oh boy. Yep. It's uh, it's crunch the time. Countdown. It's the final countdown. It's still double digits days away. That's it's like forever. N- it's never too late to change your mind, but it's getting close. Yeah. <laughs> where it would be really wow. To where Wait be, a minute. To where it'd be really uncomfortable. What are you talking about? You don't say that to somebody on the eve of their nuptials. Have you ever known anybody who backed out toward the end? I don't think I have. Uh, not personally, no. I've heard stories, but I don't think I ever have. Known a couple who should have. I know. I've I've known several people who say they thought about it and wish they had. Yeah. Uh, but I've never known anybody this else. This is did. really not a good conversation to be having with Michael in the room. No, no, no. I'm sure it's he's very rude. I'm sure he's got no worries. Okay. Ten I more days. The, huh? I think the vast majority of people <laughs> go into it with, uh, with uh, no concerns whatsoever. So I still have time. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, there is positive Sean whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. Uh, indulged a little bit yesterday. I've uh, existed largely off of uh, things prepared from my rice cooker and uh, and frozen pizzas for a while. But I, I went out and uh, got some tacos from one of my favorite mm-hmm. taco joints. Did did the old curbside pickup. Oh, and yeah. uh, and oh man, I I, I missed uh, I missed those good tacos. It was one of my old happy hour favorite spots to hit where you get there at the right time and tacos are I don't know. It seems like they're free practically. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, they, they want was, you, they want you to spend money on booze. I do. Yes. Um, and the, uh, yeah, <laughs> I will. Uh, I'm willing to oblige way to go along with the program. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was just a, a nice little time to support a small, it's not a chain place, a small little local business that I like. And I'm, I'm glad that they're still finding a way to, to maintain. And I, I hope that continues. We're doing that tonight. My wife's birthday and she wants, uh, this Mexican restaurant's food and, uh, they're gluten free. Uh, your most of your Mexican food's gluten free. So oh, is that right? That works for I had no well. idea. Oh, that's fantastic. They don't tolerate the gluten there in Mexico, apparently. No way. We ain't putting up with it. Very traditional. Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this. It is Thursday, October October the 1st, the year 2020. Rent is due. The rent is too damn high. We're Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regulations. Here we go. At Mark. 
Another day inside, don't have to do a thing. I love you, social distancing. No one's around, no one's talking to me. Social distancing, I'm free. Don't have to brush my teeth or shower. For what? I can sit on the toilet for hours. Cause no one's saying me. You can should get outside and do something. <laughs> the unmistakable, unmistakable voice of of South Park there. Their uh, pandemic special debuted last night. Uh, I only got a little bit into it because it it ran long and I fell asleep because I'm an old man. (laughs) Social distancing. Awesome. We'll have to play more of that later. Uh, How's the bag of mail looking today? Oh, it's absolutely terrific. Some uh, surprising thoughts on the debate of a couple of days ago. Fantastic. Um, Also, uh, you know, a, a great insight about a new statistic we need. Uh, we'll see if we can squeeze that in. Kids have said, I'm bored how many times a day since the pandemic again began? They actually uh, come up with statistics on that. Mm. I've heard that a few times from my kids. You yeah. child. The whole world's bored. You know why? We're all just doing nothing. The same thing every day. That's what drives <sighs> me crazy. It's the sameness. Yeah. It's the sameness I notice that drives people nuts. Because you wake up and think, oh, yeah, we don't have anything going on today or this weekend. It's going to be the same as last weekend. And the weekend before that. What are you trying to do? And next weekend. <laughs> I'm trying to pretend that's not the case, all right? Get out of my head. When does this end? Our text line is 415-295-KFTC. Lots on the way. It's pretty clear that TV ratings are a thing of the past, or at least until they come up with better technology. They have no idea how many people watch things now. They just don't have any idea. Um, and no, and no way to figure not. it out currently. Because the ratings, the TV ratings for the debate were down 13% from uh, Hillary Trump. I didn't watch on TV. No, no, I, I watched half of it, not on television. Yeah. Um, I would say that is a quaint number. Uh, it's a quaint question designed only for TV executives who watched on TV. It's just, it's it's unimportant. Right. But the interesting thing is nobody has any idea what the number is anymore. Mm-hmm. So that's just gone away <laughs> in terms of being able to know how many people were interested in something. Yeah. Boy, you know, if you're not in an advertising-driven business, that's only mildly interesting. For those of us who are, it's uh, it's it's rather a, a conundrum. It was probably among the most watched shows in the history of uh, humankind. Videoed presentations, because you can't say TV anymore. That doesn't right. make any sense. <laughs> or television. Right. Right. Things you could watch on video. It might have been, uh, you know, in the top couple most watched things of all time. Probably was, but we'll never know. Nope. Mailbag. Hey. Yeah. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from the great Booker T. Washington in his landmark book, Up From Slavery. I have begun everything with the idea that I could succeed, and I never had much patience with the multitudes of people who are always ready to explain why one cannot succeed. Is that Elizabeth Holmes there? I wish, I wish I'd have been riding in the car with Booker T. Washington today as we are listening to NPR. 
And I thought NPR is a channel that it's you know, like it's like the mommy party and daddy party. Yeah. It's like your mom saying it's okay. The world is hard and it's tough and it's really mean to you and it's not your fault. And you, they were unfair to you. That's what NPR is for. No matter what, to, you know, yeah. it was your fault completely. It doesn't make any difference. Yeah. And it's, you showed up without your glove and your shoes. They should have let you play anyway, honey. Who, whose fault it is is irrelevant. It's your responsibility to go forward with where you are. That's exactly what I was thinking in my head. doesn't really make any difference. It's no the world's way. fault, your fault, or whatever. This is where we no, are it's, right it's, now. It's, yeah, You're both wrong. I'm here in white supremacy. I'm going to punish the world by having a miserable life. Melcy. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Tell you what. Into the correspondence proper, this uh, first initial K, I guess. Um, a, a couple of quick, just uh, bingo, bango, bongo about the debate. Then we'll move on, I promise. But you have a guy who's Do known for his, his gaffes and his inability to speak, and Trump doesn't let him talk. He's right. fighting himself. I became more aware of that as I watched more clips throughout the day yesterday. Trump really made a mistake by doing that. That shut up, man. Will you shut up, man? Listen, he should have shut up. That's when Biden was going to explain why he's not going to tell us about court packing. Let him hang himself. Let him go. And if you let Biden go for minutes, he sometimes says crazy things. A little background first, writes Jeff. I'm a libertarian with strong conservative views. My wife grew up in a really liberal house, but doesn't follow politics at all. She's a stay-at-home mom raising two young kids. It's fabulous. Out of the blue, she said she wanted to watch the debate. After it was all over, I asked her who she would choose to run our country and defend us against foreign attacks. She said Trump. I asked why. Because he comes off as strong and we need a strong president. I, on the other hand, thought it was an S show. But I'm still <laughs> voting for Trump. Anyway, I own two. <clears throat> this from Al Anonymous. I was an undecided voter. I hate Donald Trump a lot. But after the debate, I will hold my nose and vote for him. Why? Because we own a small business, and I listen to Joe Biden talk nonchalantly about getting rid of tax breaks that mean business can grow, then just a few breaths later, talked about returning to Obama-level taxation. Do you know how many jobs we created during the Obama administration? Two. The cost of Obamacare and the uncertainty around it, as well as the constant threat of increased taxes, stunted our growth for six years. In the past four years, how many jobs have we created? Twelve. Wait a minute. I thought government created jobs. Well, government policy can help, in part because of the tax breaks that allowed us leeway to buy equipment that makes growth possible and write it off. Now, Biden said he's going to do away with that stuff and raise our taxes to boot. I once voted for Obama because I didn't like his opponent and got a 600% increase in our business health care costs. Never again. So I'll plug my nose, buy four years worth of earplugs, and vote for Donald Trump. Goodbye, sweet America. <laughs> Hear that? Uh, hello from Utah, fellas. In an effort to really diversify my media intake, I really do my best to soak up different positions and talking points. Good for you. The one thing I keep getting hung up on is white supremacy. This is always such a hot topic, and obviously there are a percentage of people that are racist, but white supremacy is like this boogeyman of the left. Like the subject indicates, maybe I am stupid. Oh, it's a topic is maybe I'm stupid, uh, because that might be possible. Um But I don't see white supremacists tearing up streets and burning down businesses. How real are white supremacists like actually? The very notion of Chris Wallace even telling Trump to condemn white supremacy. Like, is the KKK ravaging parts of the country and I'm just not seeing it? What's the deal and what are y'all's thoughts? I've wondered that for years. The idea that Donald Trump would be required to denounce white supremacy, but Joe Biden not be required to denounce Marxism, is obscene. 
especially because it's Marxists and those soft-headed emotional youths that have been corrupted by them that are burning down cities, actually burning down cities. Not some boogeyman, toothless morons who managed to assemble themselves for you know a day in Charlottesville with the resultant ugliness, but the people burning down cities all the time. None of that, Chris Wallace? No, of course not. Similar topic. Doug, this morning I was giving my three-year-olds a very stern lesson explaining why my wife and I are teaching them about proper behavior and consequences, what happens when parents don't care enough to teach their kids their values. I wanted to end my lesson by showing them the Antifa riots, but was quite dismayed when I searched on YouTube, and the results all came back coached as right-wing protesters clash with anti-Trump protesters or civil rights protesters. Also surprising was most of the videos were from three years ago, very little from these current riots. That's because YouTube, owned by Google, is a way-left corporation, sir. They won't allow honest you know, labeling of videos or whatever. You get shut down. And then we don't really have time to flesh this out, but I want to get into it in a couple of minutes. Uh, Keep se- yapping, man. Se- <laughs> semi-frequent correspondent Dave writes, the field of virology at times relies on mathematical models. How about a new one? The COVID hysteria rate. Talking about the rise in suicides, domestic violence, mm-hmm. drinking, etc. What has the COVID shutdown caused? And I'll get into his reasoning. It's pretty good. But the COVID hysteria rate. We surely should have talked. a statistical model once. We should have talked about well, the cussing, cool. cussing parrots yesterday. The whole world did that story before us. But we've got the cussing parrots coming up, too. Armstrong and Getty. Ladies and gentlemen, under oath, we give you James Comey. Did Mr. Page deny knowing people that you accuse him of having contact with? I don't remember. That's about all I recall. I don't remember. I don't remember learning anything additional about Steele's sources. Not that I recall, no. I don't remember Bruce or ever giving me. I don't recall that. So do you recall? I do not. Do you recall? I do not. I don't remember any discussion. I don't remember using that word, but I don't remember using that word. I don't remember ever being informed. I don't recall being informed of that. Did you ask any questions or do any due diligence on this at all? I don't remember anything about the the facts that have been revealed recently about the subsource. I don't remember the exact words, but something similar. That doesn't doesn't ring bells with me. Okay. Well, that's a pretty stunning thing. It didn't ring a bell. Which I'm sure you remember. I don't remember the exact words. I don't remember the, whether I knew the Democratic Party. I, I don't know for sure. I don't know. I don't think I knew before. I remember reading the footnote. I don't know whether I asked. I don't know what that refers to. As I said earlier, that does not ring any bells with me when I read that. I don't remember it. I don't, uh, I don't remember receiving anything that's described in that letter. One thing everyone should learn from uh, politicians is that, uh, he's not a politician, people in government, um, not remembering seems to work. Well, we've that also works. been advised by uh, very high-placed legal minds that if you're ever in trouble, say don't say, no, I didn't. Say, I don't remember. Because if you say, no, I didn't, and it turns out you did, now you've lied to a uh, uh, an official of whatever level. If you say, I don't remember, nobody can prove you actually remember. So that's an excellent dodge, yeah. and Comey knows it. 
please. I don't remember. Did you uh, know that Christopher Steele was getting crap from Russian misinformation agents? I don't remember. Uh, who can say? And you can, uh, That's all kind of fuzzy. And you can get away with not remembering things that surely you remember. This is a big deal. No, nope, I'm just doesn't ring a bell. Jack, did we talk about the debate a great deal yesterday? Don't don't recall. <laughs> doesn't ring a bell. <laughs> oh boy, I didn't realize my wife shares a birthday with James Earl Carter, former president, turns ninety six today. My wife turns very. There, there are hills he's older than. Yeah, that's old. It's oldest, yeah. oldest ever president, right? Yeah, nice fella. Spent his, uh, his retirement building houses for poor people and, and praying and and criticizing sitting presidents and and printing and and praying. <laughs> right. Sure. Uh, I want to share with you a little bit of Dave's reasoning: the COVID hysteria rate. Uh, I think that term may be a little prejudicial to get people to sign on. Maybe we call it COVID shutdown. Uh, mm, COVID shutdown effect rate or something. But the rate would set out, he writes, to estimate the nasty effects of social and economic shutdowns and would be designed to accompany the death slash infection rates that the news media now menacingly flash every day. The new statistic would be designed to compare various death rates between the current year and past non-COVID years to arrive at a model and estimate. A few examples of such how, how such a goal might be accomplished. Past suicide rates are subtracted from an estimated number of suicides that now take place for projected hysteria suicide rate. Oh, that reminds me, man. We got a uh, uh, a, a note from a beloved listener who had to uh, spend a couple of minutes in a mental hospital dealing with a family issue mm. and was struck at the the place was teeming with young people. Oh, really? And the nurse said, we've never seen anything like this. Oh, wow. But yeah, let's keep uh, keep ignoring that and pretending as if COVID-19 is the only risk to humanity. Sorry, I get a little fired up about this stuff. Uh, this number gets added to other projected deaths, including alcohol based on liquor, wine, beer sales, spike in sales, etc. Same with drug overdoses. Domestic violence can be projected this way as well. Uh, violence on the streets. At least some of it equates to a certain number of long-term disabilities and deaths, which can certainly be added to the total. Death rates applying to heart disease and cancer from previous years could be subtracted, etc. We've talked about that a great deal. If car accidents have decreased, that would tend to lower the projected hysteria rate, which may be the only positive effect of COVID. But wouldn't it be spectacular if everyone could easily notice the utter nonsense that's been going on since last March? We're being destroyed for no acceptable reason, yet we seem not to notice. Well, Dave, as you know, we notice around here. So my wife does this uh, group she leads with a whole bunch of uh, university students about goats and stuff. Um, uh, but anyway, they hadn't gotten together since, uh, March. And so what is that? Seven months. And, uh, that's goat crap. And they all got, they all got together. They're, they're vet students at the toughest university in the entire world. So they're all like super achievers. I mean, like at the very top of super achievers, mm-hmm. these people, but anyway, um, uh, they had or their parents wrote big checks. Or could be, yeah. I don't know. Because yeah, we learned that uh, that happens by the hundreds in that particular but university can you, system. Can you do that if you? Well, you'd have to be really good at math. Oh, by the, oh, <laughs> you hey, can get through your class. Tangent on a tangent. Turns out, high likelihood, Gavin Mussolini, 
governor of California oh, I can't wait to hear is the end one of, of those kids. <laughs> Had a oh, check written so... for him, and I have e- e- evidence. Oh, that'd be so exciting. Hard evidence. <laughs> that'd be so exciting. All right, go on. Sorry. You know, on that, just back to Goats Anonymous. No, but you know, I hadn't thought about this before. On on really difficult degrees. Do people do it for that? Well, I suppose if you're good enough to get into a, a university and you could do that, you'd get into the other one, maybe. But mm, I, sure. I I usually assume that people are doing that. They're getting a degree in communications or history or something where, you know, just whatever. Um, not something that's like the hardest science and math in the world. I don't know. I don't actually know that. Yeah. Most of these people that get in, are they doing kind of uh, slide-by degrees? Their parents are faking them into the college? That's an interesting question. Uh, I, I don't mean, know the I could have. I probably could have gotten into like a second tier law school, definitely a third tier. And if my daddy had had money uh, and gotten me into a second tier, uh-huh. I probably could have hung on. Hmm. I'm, I'm guessing um, I would. I would have been in uh, the Joe Biden bottom, you know, quartile. <laughs> Will you shut Who is up, man? Listen? Uh, anyway, so these college kids who, who who get together and do this fun stuff and uh, everything they hadn't they hadn't been together for seven months and my wife said they were so happy to be together. Oh, of course, and do their thing. Seven months when you're young. Oh, the when s- you're when you're twenty seven months is forever. And then I mentioned my son. They got together at the park. Him and his uh, four best friends. They call themselves a gang. They're the least threatening gang in the world. Mm. Uh, but the the five of them hadn't been together in seven months. When you're ten, seven months is like your whole life. Yes, it is. It's unheard of. And they got together, and they were so happy. What we're doing to young people, and it would seem to a certain extent for no reason. There's no reason these people can't to get together and at least get together and wear masks and be in the same room. Well, and even if it were necessary, you'd think it would be decided after great, careful public consideration we all understand the damage we're doing to our children, our adolescents, our teenagers, our young adults, right? We all understand that this will have devastating effects, but we need to do it anyway. No, nobody is saying that. Why? There is an answer. That is not a rhetorical question. It's politically inconvenient for certain powerful lobby groups because the data has emerged. But, for instance, the teachers' unions dare not say that. But... Having said that, yeah, human beings to their very animal brain, to our spinal column, to our souls, need human contact. Even us so-called loners need some human contact. And children, they they depend on it like air. God, we're just ignoring that. I, I, yeah, that story about uh, the, the mental hospital and so many young people being there. I'd like to know more stats on that. That's really troubling. You know... <laughs> I have two running cars and a roof over my head. If if I could sign a contract, maybe with the devil, I don't know. I'll go down to the crossroads at midnight, see what happens. Uh-huh. If I could sign a contract with the devil and say, look, put us on 500 radio stations for the next year just so we can deliver the message we've been trying to deliver in the last three minutes. And then just then I will retire from the business. I'll never say another word on the air again. I don't want a single dime for it. I would do it. I would do it immediately. God, this makes me insane. Can I have your dimes? And I don't <laughs> and I don't even have little kids who are suffering. I just know of so many who are. Yeah, it's tough. Son of a And then finally, you probably heard this story from other sources. I should have done it yesterday when Sean handed it to me. 
You we these... do have responsibilities as as radio show hosts, Jack. Have you, you considered being good at your jobs? Yeah, that's I, fair criticism. Because I saw this done everywhere by Lamos. But there were these parrots that were teaching each other to swear and laughing about it. And that is not funny. Hey, you guys are laughing. That is not uh, funny. Uh, allergies. <clears throat> when the animal world starts using foul language, if you'll pardon the expression. I, w- I will. That is uh, That is not good. Who knows what is happening? Wow, and they're aiding and abetting each other. I would buy one of those parrots right now. (laughs) That is so every group of teenage boys in history. (laughs) Except now, because they're not allowed to get together because of the COVID. Because they were all quarantined together, it meant one room was just full of swearing birds. Right. (laughs) Well, and the zookeepers couldn't uh, get them to stop. Wildlife Park has been forced to remove five newly adopted parrots from public display after they started (laughs) swearing at customers. See, that's an overreaction to me. They taught each other to swear. I never knew that. I've worked in retail. I can relate with those parrots. <laughs> well, they parrot each other, Jack. I get as it. As the expression goes. And it makes sense, but I'd never heard of. I guess I've never known anybody who had more than one. But obviously, if you have more than one, they're going to talk. You know, they're going to teach each other whatever words they know. So two thoughts on this story. Number one, my one real parrot experience was my uh, sister and her, her late husband had a uh, African gray parrot that did the mimicking thing. And Beautiful I, plumage. I stayed over there uh, one night, and uh, and uh, I heard her talking in the kitchen. My sister. Now I grew up with this woman. We still live in the same metro area. I see her frequently. I get up. I get out of bed. I go in to say hello. She'd been gone for an hour. This was the parrot. The parrot <laughs> was it, it. It was as good <laughs> as the most sophisticated recording known to man so it's it was not, astounding so they don't just say the words they they have the tone of oh, voice and perfectly huh. my sister has retained a bit more of a northern uh, midwestern accent than i have it nailed that it was just amazing second thought on this story you got five swearing parrots putting off the patrons cutting into your profits you walk in there you say next one of you to swears you're gonna see what's coming to you Parrot says, F you. You grab that parrot, <laughs> you pluck it, you put it on a spit. Oh, jeez. Right in front of Barbaric. the other ones. All right. Now what do you got to say? Right. Another <laughs> parrot says, Ah, that's a poor effing deal. Ah, you grab it. You pluck it. You put it on a spit. Three parrots left. You walk in there, you say, who's next? Who else? One of the parrots says, we're your top attraction. No way you snuff another one of us, a-hole. Ah, you grab it. You plug it. You put it on a spit. It's the only way to handle swearing parrots. <laughs> Trust me on this. You let it get out of hand, you're the fool. It's the only way to handle swearing parrots. Iron fist. Now you've got a plan, and it's good to have a plan. <laughs> More on the way. Our text line, 415-295-KFTC. For the productive segment, wasn't it? Yes. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Tiger King star Carol Baskin was eliminated from Dancing with the Stars this week. If you haven't seen Tiger King, it's a docu-series that premiered on Netflix three lifetimes ago. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Yeah. That was early in the pandemic? Longest six months ever. No kidding. It's interesting how events affect time. 
your perception of time. Time yeah. doesn't actually change. Yeah. Um, but uh, I have always assumed uh, that it's got something to do with why, uh, you know, like, you know, those, those, those years from 16 to 22 or 25 or whatever, you know, just they seem like half your life. Mm-hmm. Um, even though they're a tiny portion of your adult life. Yeah. Just because so many things happen, so many different things, new friends, new places, new jobs, new this. And then you get older, and you know you can get into a situation where you're in the same house, same job for decades, and uh, it, it, your perception of time changes. And that's why your soul dies. Maybe. Not really. Um. Yeah, what's, what's curious about the pandemic thing is not that much is happening, but... The pandemic is happening all the time. So why does it seem like it's a longer time? Shouldn't it seem shorter? Because it's so extraordinarily, <laughs> shockingly different. Yeah, like all those yeah. other events I was talking about when you right. were younger. Okay, it's, just, yeah. it's such a different, this is all that's so new. It's, I don't know. Um, the uh, I didn't watch the game, but according to uh, executive producer Hanson, who's a big NBA fan, the Lakers dismantled the heat mm-hmm. in game one last night. It's looking like a little sweep bill, baby. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Is, is that the league that paints Marxist slogans on its uh, yeah, Yes, it okay. is, Joe. Okay. But LeBron James also, um, uh, maybe high off of his win, uh, just purchased Catherine Hepburn's old home for $37 million. And I assume LeBron James already has a number of fairly nice uh, homes. You know, I don't think he's... How many starlets of the 50s homes does he have? Marilyn Monroe, Greta what Garbo, Audrey Hepburn... Got uh, Jane Mansfield's home. It's cool, though. Built in the 30s and um, then was taken over by Howard Hughes. Imagine the people that have been through Catherine Hepburn's and Howard Hughes's home. Yes. Among other people that have owned it. That'd yeah. be very, very cool. I played golf uh, not long ago in the Carmel Valley where, uh, in plain view, right above a couple of the fairways, is Doris Day's old home. And apparently she used to wander down and greet the golfers. Fantastic. So ends the story. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing more to it. The end of that. That uh, is a collection of sticks and tar paper that used to shelter one Doris Day. <laughs> who was a movie star a thousand years Correct, ago. Correct, but a cutie. When dinosaurs still roamed the earth. <laughs> um, they are releasing the grand jury recordings from the whole Bri- Brianna Taylor killing tomorrow. And there are some people saying that this is going to be huge, and some people are going to say you're just going to, you know, you'll you'll hear the dull explanation for the result that came out the other day is what you'll hear. But I, I don't know what's going to happen. There is part of me, the uh, the the practical part of me that thinks it's good to do this because that will give people uh, the information about how this decision and these decisions are reached. Right. Reached. But the experienced past 40 part of me knows that won't do any good people who who gain power from whipping people up have no interest in the truth yeah i'm thinking there's a decent chance those who are prone to be whipped up won't hear it anyway i'm thinking there's a decent chance that of the 20 hours you're going to hear a couple of very short clips twice this juror was not convinced though and somebody i don't think this is right you know will be the clip that comes out of 20 hours right even if 10 seconds later Somebody said, no, it's because blank, 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 and she said, oh, I get it, okay. You'll never hear that. I mean, not in the news media. I don't, I don't mean to come off as too cynical, but you can't be cynical enough about this stuff. I wish it would do some good to release this. Trump's former campaign manager has resigned after getting tackled in the, on the sidewalk in front of his home the other day by the cops. 
and uh, being drunk and waving around a gun at his wife and stuff like that. He's yeah. decided to resign. Probably a good idea. Now, I saw one story. I hate to even say this out loud because I don't know where I saw it. Have you seen anything about the money? Anything about that? Anywhere? I have not. That makes me think it's not true, then. That'd be everywhere if it was true, wouldn't it? You would think, yeah. I don't know, though. I mean, I have no interest in protecting nor indicting Brad Parscale. No, but I don't need to spread around things that are completely bunk. Yeah, I, I strikes me as a guy who had the wherewithal to rise to a certain level and a certain status. And then, the, as the Peter Principle makes clear, he was promoted uh, one level above that. Right. And, and the pressure, I can't even imagine the pressure and scrutiny of what he was doing, but it appears he cracked. Yeah, you know, you can you can make this claim. Well, it's not a claim; it's a it's a true fact. Uh, Trump has one campaign manager that's in prison and one that's in a nut house. <laughs> I mean, you can. I don't say see that. your point. You can say that, and it's a it's true. Uh, this poor pa- Brad Pascal, forty four. If you're if you're cracking up, have you? This is a good one. Have you ever cracked up? Maybe not even to that extent. Where like the police have to tackle you on the sidewalk, but like you, you, I don't know, you ended up in the mental uh, ward or something like that. What does it feel like as it's coming? Maybe the rest of us would like a little, a few tips on what are some warning signs uh, when when that is coming. I, you think it's pretty clear, or are you so deluded by life you don't know it's coming? Does it happen all of a sudden? I don't I, even know, actually. I, I, I don't know, I, and I don't know to what extent he cracked up. I mean, as far as we can tell, he got drunked up and bruised his wife, which is horrible. And uh, his wife's saying he completely lost it. But yeah, text line four one five two nine five KFTC. If you've ever lost it, or you have a family member that completely lost it, we 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 worked with somebody who did. Yeah, indeed, fine fella too. Yeah, completely froze up. Maybe the key is to walk around day after day, kind of losing it ten percent. That might be the out. might be the best thing you can do. I don't know. Armstrong and Getty.